Hello, mamas, and welcome back to episode three in our Bringing Women Together podcast series. Today, we are talking about how to give less Fs in life, business, and motherhood. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. We are up to episode three, which is our final episode in the Bringing Women Together podcast series with the wonderful Rachel Rose. Now, if you haven't already, episode one covered the power of bringing women together. So we specifically spoke about women's circles. And episode two was all about creating the village after birth. So how to really prepare yourself for the postpartum period and what support you might need. So definitely go check those two out when you can. But today's episode is going to hit so well for so many people and it's about how to give less f's in life in business in motherhood and i think deep down everyone's craving a little bit of this how can we care less about what others think and live more in our own authenticity and alignment and i knew rachel would be so good to talk about this because she shares really openly on her instagram and really honestly about all her stories she had around motherhood how she had to let go of perfectionism how she embraces her humanity and it's really refreshing. I really resonated with it and that's why I wanted to make this into a whole topic of itself because I think she really helps to give you permission to just do you. And that's definitely a huge message of what I want to preach to women is just how can we be more ourselves and take the pressure off all the shoulds and you know, societal expectations of what we think we need to look like as a mother, as a woman, as a wife, whoever we are identifying as. It's really important that we just do us because at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. So I think you're going to love this episode. If you want to connect with Rachel, you can find her at the underscore Rachel underscore Rose and come on over to at Physio Laura after this series and let me know what your favorite episode was, what you got out of it. I so love hearing from you. Remember, sometimes it feels like I'm talking to robots and computers. So I really like listening to all of your feedback and all of your messages. So please come and connect with me. But let's jump straight into this juicy chat. I know you're going to love it. Enjoy. Now, I want to pivot a little bit, Rachel. Your Instagram bio mentioned this, and this is a general theme that I love for my life. And I've actually, I don't know if you've read the book, The Subtle Art of Giving an F, but I remember that really started this whole like language around, you know, distributing your Fs well and giving less less Fs and all of that. That's you mentioned how you help women like bust through the perfection myth and give less Fs in life, motherhood and business. And I feel like that's very catchy. That draws people in. Women are like, tell me, Rachel, how do I give less Fs? Can you, obviously that's not an easy answer, but can you maybe, where did this start for you? When did you start to go, you know what? I'm not aiming for perfect. I'm giving less Fs about this. Was this through motherhood or had you already jumped on that bandwagon before you gave birth to your first? Look, I think we teach what we need to learn. And so by embedding this into my business, it means I have to constantly work on it, which is really helpful for me. I have come to that place because I gave so many Fs that my life was crippled by perfectionism and anxiety and overachieving that I was all consumed with my, the way that I presented to the world and 
external validation and how successful I could be and how could I be the best that I possibly could be. And I went through high school and I got an almost perfect HSC score. And then I started a law degree and I wanted to be perfect at that. And I've hopped around so many different academic degrees because I started not to be so good in one area and then I'm like, I'm just going to quit that and then I'll start a different one and then I'll be the best at that. So my life could have just kept going like that because I was very comfortable with that highly strong perfectionism and I still have to deal with it. But yeah, by embedding that, it's a daily practice of like, how can I embrace my humanity and all of the beautiful imperfections that make up me and that also seem to be the things that people resonate with the most. Nobody wants to sit across the room from a high achiever who's up their ass. That's, it gets pretty tiring after a while. So if I can be reminded of my own humanity, then I see the humanity in others and it's just, it's this ongoing ripple effect. Motherhood definitely is part of it. Going from a high achieving career trajectory from a young age where I was put into these managerial positions and like climbing the corporate ladder and then getting hyperemesis and getting put up on my ass basically for nine months and then entering motherhood and and finding my world really shrunk but it also expanded in all of these beautiful ways. But you can't do motherhood perfectly. There's no end. There's no goalpost where you can say, I have now achieved everything. And in the day-to-day mundane of motherhood, I did used to do this just because it helped me at the time. But I used to write a list of all the things that I had done that day at home with my baby. And I'd often read them out to my partner just for that. Look at me. Look at my validation. (laughs) But yeah, just a softening over time that you can't do this perfectly. And then I'm always connecting with what's the actual research behind these feelings and why have we gotten to the place that we have? So researching and learning more about the Her Story. So Jane Hardwick Collings' book, The Her Story, is a really great place to understand how we went from a matrilineal culture to a patriarchy. And then work by Dr. Sophie Brock around the perfect mother myth and intensive motherhood and going, oh, oh, like it's all designed like this so that we never feel like we're accomplishing anything. So we never feel worthy. So we are stuck in this place of tension. And what would it be if I just unraveled one little piece of it and ah, breath of fresh air? And what if I just did another little piece of it? And then trying to start a business in the throes of motherhood when I have the least amount of time and the least amount of energy that I've ever had. And I've had two beautiful babies who didn't sleep very much as babies are designed to. And okay, how can I do these daily tasks while also like functioning borderline sleep deprivation? What needs to go? And so just softening, okay, is this good enough? Yes, that's good enough. Is this good enough? Yes, that's good enough. And things like looking at my own relationship with my own womanhood and things that fell to the wayside because I just didn't have the time and now parts of me that I love, like I don't shave my legs and I don't shave my underarms. And at first it was 
just don't have the time to do that. And now I've reclaimed, actually, I don't give an F about beauty standards that have been imposed upon me. And I actually really like the look of my underarm hair. And I'm not saying everyone needs to stop shaving, but it's, for me, it's just like interrogating all of these rules that I had. Shaving is a big deal for me because I shaved from the first moment I had hair and I shaved my pubic hair from the first moment I had hair. And to then finally go, why am I doing and what is it serving? And oh, I don't have to. So yeah, it's not something that I do perfectly, this embracing imperfection. It's just investigating different areas of my life and seeing how more generous I can be with myself and self-compassionate. When you, like, take me back to Rachel that had a newborn and was writing a list of everything you'd achieved that day for, I assume, for some validation of like, hey, you've had a big day. And whilst it's not recognized and it's not as visible, like, here are all the things you've done. Was it like just curiosity that got you from there to where you are now like just going why do I need this and how is that serving me and was it just being aware was that kind of the first step for you curiosity and awareness and then just zooming out and being like that story doesn't serve me see you later that story doesn't serve me see you later yeah look I would say that mothers still deserve external validation (laughs) because there is a lot of invisible work and unseen work that we do that turns the world around but it came to a point where like I had to review my views with feminism because I used to work for feminist organizations I'm like what about mothers and so I felt a lot of fiery passion and rage and anger and I had to move through that and have so many conversations with friends and my partner and wanting to be seen and um, probably did a lot of oversharing on social media in the first few years of motherhood just in an unboundaried way because I really wanted that recognition and connection. That's why I love women's circles as well because you can get those needs met but in a contained space. And then it came to a point where it was like, nobody's coming with the award, Rach. I'm not going to get the scholarship or the medal or the things that I'm used to and they're not going to pin it on my chest and no one's going to tell me I'm doing a good job every day, like even when I ask for it. So I have to give it to myself. And so how can I recognize myself? And now it's not about I actually have to write a list, but sometimes I will just mentally go through and remind myself, okay, I've got a lot on my plate at the moment. I'm keeping two humans alive. I'm still breastfeeding. Oh, I have my period as well. There's lots of things happening. So sometimes I will just have to mentally go, these are all the things that I'm holding right now, but there's a lot more self-recognition. And then moments where I'm like desperate for the holiday, mate. It's a balance of both, right? Like you said, it is really important to be seen in the invisible work of motherhood, but you can't just rely on that because you'll be so wholeheartedly disappointed if people don't see and you need to be able to see it for yourself. And I do a similar thing to you. If I get activated by my thing at the moment is when I see other women in business doing like just really cool stuff and launching things and, and I have a story around, oh, I've just got all these things that I haven't launched yet that I'm taking so long. And then I just stop and I'm like, Laura, compassion. You've had three young children. Your priority is motherhood. Like you've 
have strong boundaries around your work. I'm not willing to work at nighttime. All this, it's okay. And also what you're seeing is someone's highlight reel. You don't know what it took for them to launch that product or, but just having that compassion piece, I think is so important because there's so much comparison we can be doing and there's so much buying into that perfect mother myth. I love Sophie Brock's work as well. And I think she's doing an amazing job at helping women really unravel what we think is like this ideal mother and how we've been told we need to parent and just being able to like have compassion for ourselves and recognize that what you said before, I really, am I doing a good enough job here? Am I doing a good enough job there? And another thing I really like about you is, and again, this is your thing, like this may not be someone else's thing, but I really like when you share what your house looks like, because that's something that used to really trigger me. Like I would go into a panic if someone was coming over because if my house was in chaos, I meant that I made that mean something about how I was and I didn't want to reflect that to someone. So I would go into this panic around, I've got to clean my house up because I've got to look like my shit's together and I've got to look like I can keep on top of the housework and have three children and run a business and that superwoman status that I was really clinging on to. And now I've really learned to let that go and it has been so, apart from the floors, the RoboVac is still <laughs> very important for me. But I really like to let that go. And so I really love seeing someone like yourself as well, just being like, right now, this is okay. This is how I can operate. And it doesn't mean anything about me and my mothering and how good of a person I am in the world. So I really appreciate you sharing that sort of stuff. And I wonder as well, is that another rule that you had to break when it came to what the perfect mother looks like? Is that a perfect mother had a clean house and organized spaces? and Or is that something that came very organically to you? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm organized in many areas. The house has never been a super top priority of mine, but I will say it was very uncomfortable in the early stages inviting people over when the house was messy. And that has been something I have had to practice. And in now I just see it as a gift because pe you can see the visible relief when people walk in and I'll make it not disgusting. But I don't tidy up the kids' toys. I leave it messy. Like it's a lived-in, loved-in house. And I've also not let it be the excuse not to invite my friends over and have community on the days that I need it, which is usually when the house is at its worst. So my little trick for that, for anyone listening, is you open the door, you say, hi, welcome to chaos, let's go out in the backyard. And we just... <laughs> take the kids out in the backyard. We set them up outside. I'll go back inside and get a cup of tea. I'm blessed to have a backyard. If I didn't, I would just say, let's sit amongst this least chaotic room. And the kids are going to trash it in moments anyway. So you might as well just like breathe out. 100%. Um, and my home was really the base of a lot of our gatherings. So every week we would have I'd have oh, six mums and 12 children over and would just be in and out of the house all day. And my house has always been where we have dinner parties and kids parties and everyone loves it. And I don't have fancy furniture and I don't care if the kids are jumping on the lounge. It doesn't bother me because that's what my kids do too. So I think it's been a really nice, messy refuge for a lot mm. of mothers. Yeah, I love that so much. I recognize when I was working through my own thing about what presenting your house meant about you was that all the people's houses, and I'm sure this is exactly what your house was for 
many women is all the people's houses I went to that I had the best time and I felt the best was because they were present and they were warm and it had nothing to do with what their house looked like, how clean it was, how messy it was. It was that they were there. They were fully showing up, just come in. They didn't care about the space. They cared about like the company and being with me. And I think that really helped me work through it. I was like, Laura, yeah, your house might be clean, but if you're in a panic and you're like yelling at your kids to don't get that out, I just packed that up. That's not the energy I want to be bringing to someone about to come into my house. Like I don't want that. I'd rather a messy house, but everyone just chilled rather than this last minute panic rush around for what? Like I just had to really sit with that. And I love what you said as well about how don't let that stop you from say inviting someone around because as you said, when your house is in chaos is often when you actually need that company the most. So if you're putting that off because your house isn't presented how it needs to be, that's really doing yourself a disservice and that those connections won't get fostered if that's always going to be the barrier to you. So I love that you share that because that's obviously something for me that's still a little bit of a sticking point, but I definitely am working through it. I know a lot of women will probably feel the same. So I just have two final questions. The first one is talking about the perfect mother, talking about like how we define ourselves as a mother and what would you say is like your yardstick or your measure of success these days? What does success look like to you? Yeah, so I've just come back from a three-day women's circle retreat. So my answer to this last week would have probably been quite <laughs> different. I have been oscillating back to old patterns of success looking more traditional, more like how much money is my business making? Because I experienced a growth period in my business and then like you make a bit more money and you're like, oh, I could make more money and I could do this and I'm getting recognition here and people are inviting me on this. And so I was really finding myself intoxicated by that version of success. And actually, I've been unraveling it for about six months because I started working with a business mentor and I said, I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to launch anything else. I just want to get the foundations right of my business. It's been hectic. So my measure of a success that I want to live by and that I hope to keep coming back to is, am I feeling good and healthy in my mind? Am I feeling good and healthy in my body? Am I feeling enough of a connection and presence with my children? And I say the word enough because I don't think you can be 100% present, nor should we be aiming for that. Come on, we need to turn our minds off sometimes. How am I in my relationship with my partner? I've been together for 11 years. It's doesn't, it takes work. It's not something I can just like completely forget about and hope it just like runs like compost. Like we've got to put in like compost. I don't know. You have to put in the, the stuff to make it juicy. That's a fact. All the rotten vegetables. Yeah. And am I, yeah, am I feeling connected to my community? Am I feeling like I've got pleasure and joy? And I would say for the last six months, I've been missing some key parts of those. I haven't been sleeping very well, even though my son's now night weaned and I should be able to. I felt like I've been having insomnia. I haven't really been feeling very embodied. I haven't been moving very much. I've been too busy with my work to connect with people in real life, which is out of alignment with everything I teach. 
So I'm just constantly like, okay, Rach, is this in integrity? Are you living in congruency? And if you're not, what do you have to change? Yeah, at the end of last year, I probably would have said, I want my business to make a million dollars. I want year. And now it's more, can my business support our family in this season of life that we're in? Can I feel healthy and well while doing it? And can I feel enough of connection with my children and my partner to feel like it's worth it? Because if none of those things are lining up, then it doesn't matter how much money I'm making. Mm, 100%. I really resonate with that. And what you're saying, like, it sounds sustainable. I think that's the biggest difference, right? It's like, that as a measure of success is sustainable throughout your life and all the external circumstances may change. But if that's like the thing that you keep coming back to, then you're probably going to live a very happy, fulfilled life because that's your true alignment, right? And I hear you as well on it's so easy to sometimes sway from that and you just have to keep reminding yourself whatever your North Star is like to just keep coming back because you're going to be living your best life when you're always coming back to that right yardstick, measuring yourself against the right pillar of success for you in that season of life and just constantly reassessing. So I really love hearing that. And I really love hearing the reflections of pre going away and what you might've said last week or at the end of last year versus having some time to reflect and connect with other women and connect with yourself again and recognize where do you actually want to be and what is success for you? I think that's really important. And my final question is, what is your current struggle or challenge or friction in motherhood? I would say it is, so we've had a big shift in my family dynamic. My partner is now at home after having worked in the same industry for 15 years. So he's in a transitional space and he's with the kids a lot. He's my primary support. So shout out to him because... <laughs> It's unseen, unvalued work, and I value it so much. But we're a homeschooling family as well, and I'm working. And the biggest challenge in motherhood is like the tension between working and motherhood and wondering if I'm doing the right thing at the right time and wanting to be really involved in homeschooling and also being the primary income earner for our family. And wanting to be there for beautiful moments like my family's going to the zoo tomorrow and I have work and it's oh but then also loving the independence and the creativity and the passion that I get to explore through my work and so then coming back to this place of understanding that there, there literally is no right or wrong it's just always ever changing but the challenge is feeling okay with that and yeah allowing myself and listening to sometimes when I have the doubt, not always writing it off as, oh, that's just because I live in patriarchal motherhood and I'm an independent woman. Sometimes it's, no, actually, Rach, you actually do want to spend more time with the kids this week and you want to do less work and it's okay for that too. Yeah, being a primary income earner and a mother, it's just this whole added extra of like responsibility that I didn't understand I would be stepping into. And that's what I'm faced with at the moment. I love that. That's a really tricky balance. And I imagine again, something that a lot of the listeners would be going through as well, like that push and pull between the two worlds and how can they work together and not take away from each other, but contribute to each other. And there's obviously going to be like a fine line where 
One is giving and one is taking, but it, I guess it's often just a reassessment. Like some weeks you will go, I'm going to work less and I'm going to be with my kids more because that's what's needed. And other weeks you might be on fire, creativity, and you probably could care less how much time you spend with the kids sometimes. And I think it's just being able to lean into that. And we obviously have created a life where you can have that flexibility and that ability to just jump in and out or to do it a little bit more in your own terms, which is amazing. So oh. I honor you for being able to lead the way for women and show women that it's possible to do it, but it's not easy. And it is your current challenge and your current friction point. And yeah, I think that's really cool to hear. I resonate with it myself. I'm often toying with that. We're about to, our old pair, we've had an old pair for a while now and she's amazing. She's a huge part of our village and she's finishing up soon. And so we're going to have only each other as childcare, my husband and I. And so we're also sitting with that, oh, okay, how much do I want to work? And how much of this tag teaming are we going to do? And I think we're going to go through a huge transition period too, where we have to really sit down with what our values are and reassess everything all over again. And I've come to recognize that's just life, right? There's, mm. You hit a sweet spot for all of three seconds and then you're back in a challenge period and then you hit another sweet spot and that's just the roller coaster. And it's just cool to lean in and ride it and have a sense of humor. That's what I think I love so much about you as well is I've laughed a lot on this podcast because I find a lot of what you share is quite funny. And I think it's a really beautiful way to deal with the harder times is just to have a sense of humor. And I often do that when my kids are totally feral is my husband and I will just laugh about it because I'm like, truly, if I don't laugh, I will cry. And yep. it's just really helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Rachel. This has been a really wonderful conversation. Like I said at the start, your honesty is super refreshing. And I think women are going to feel like really empowered to just tackle motherhood from that really authentic, honest point of view and just own it for themselves, own the good, the bad, share it with their friends, not try and keep everything closed behind these doors of perfection and just take a little bit of Rachel with them and just go, yeah, I'm having a crappy day or yeah, today I did this really bad, but I'm going to share about it and I can connect via that and not make it mean something about us. Generally, just give less Fs. That would be a wonderful take-home for everyone. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything final that you'd like to share that you haven't already? Just to reiterate that all of this that I've shared is a practice. Like there's, and I'm going to F up again and then have, like we keep repeating the same patterns over and over and over again. And that's been my life story and history. And I don't want anyone to ever put me on a pedestal because I'm just so in the thick of it alongside you as well. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, mothers. I really hope that after that episode, you are now sitting with yourself and going, hmm, how can I give less Fs? Or how can I at least distribute my Fs well? Because we only have a finite amount and we need to make sure that we're not giving everything the weight equally. You know, like some things don't deserve the same amount of stress and thought as other things. So, you know, can we just let go of some of the expectations we're putting on ourselves? Can we let go of some of the shoulds and the rules we're placing around ourselves? So I really hope this is giving you some food for thought about where you can just let go a little bit and just be okay with where you're at and how you're expressing yourself. 
and just be authentically you and be okay with that rather than thinking, but I should be like this or this, if I present as myself, you know, this means something about the way I mother or, you know, how I am showing up in the world, whatever it is I expressed in this interview about, you know, me having the house clean and what that meant and how refreshing it is when I find other people's houses are messy. And I realized it was just a story I was telling myself about the fact that I didn't have my stuff together and it meant that I wasn't coping. But then I recognized that's just a story, Laura. It doesn't serve me and it's actually more stressful. So I let it go and I'm not perfect. It's definitely still a work in progress, but I encourage you all to sit with what this might bring up for you and where in your life you could let go of that. Because I think if we could all have less stress, live more authentically, then the world would be a better place. And we'd encourage each other to do that too, right? If we don't put ourselves up on these strict rules, then we won't put others up on that and the world will just be so much more chill, right? (laughs) So I would love for you to come on over to at Laura and let me know what you got out of this episode, how it's inspired you to give less Fs in your life or your business or motherhood. I so want to hear from you. I think if we can really spread this message far and wide, it would be so helpful for so many women. So please come on over and tell me. And if you want to connect with Rach, definitely go find her at the underscore Rachel underscore Rose. She has an amazing, refreshingly honest Instagram account. Like I said, that's why I wanted to interview her on this topic because I feel like she shares very openly and very honestly about the ups and downs and rounds and rounds of her life. And it's just very authentic for her. And she's not trying to put on any sort of mask or facade. She is just who she is. And I find that really refreshing. So Yes, definitely go check that out and make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast because we have some amazing guests and some amazing podcast series coming up. I do not want you to miss out. And if you want to connect with me further, you know where I live. I'm over at thepregnancypossy.com. That is my online membership program for pregnant women, weekly tailored workouts, your entire pregnancy, pelvic floor exercises, community forum, resources library, birth preparation, you name it, it is there. So if you want to connect with me, come on over to that. But without further ado, I will see you all next week. Have a wonderful week and I hope you give less Fs in your life. Mm